For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. This is the Angels Podcast. I am Matt Gallant with my co-host, Adam Riggs. We're here on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles's number one sports podcast network. It is the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. Adam, we couldn't be luckier. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm excited to be back, Matt. We've got some good things to talk about. But before we do, I'd like to give a shout out to Jeff Joyner with Halo Heaven. We did an interview this week. He posted it tonight, which is the 23rd. So guys, go over there and check him out. Um, it's a pretty interesting interview. It was fun to have a chat with, with that guy. Oh, nice. Nice. And I'd like to give a shout out to... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, Adam, I think we have to address... We had a couple, we had some technical difficulties last week, so that's why the show was a little bit different. That's yeah. why I wasn't on it. You know, I didn't want people thinking you and I had a little falling out. Um, you know, because you're no, making fun of my not. making fun of my wrists or my forearms, <laughs> my oversized Popeye forearms. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, unfortunately I think I had some slow internet, so it was barely uh, able to understand anything. So I basically threw threw together a quick uh, five minute recap and got it into the Garner interview, and uh, we'll be putting the second half of the Garner interview either at the end of this, depending on how long it goes, or uh, or after this uh, podcast airs. <laughs> Excuse me. The reason I'm coughing. <coughs> Excuse me. Is um. You know, the last 10 games weren't what I'd exactly call magical. Two and eight. The Angels, two and eight, Adam. And I would, I'm going to go out on a limb and say during that string, they were a bit offensively challenged. Yeah, yeah. It, and not only that, I feel like I threw the kibosh on the bullpen because when I did the last podcast, I basically alluded to the bullpen just being fantastic and lights out and that you're always in the game when you have that bullpen coming in and you always have a chance. They were winning. Uh, I think they won six in a row, seven out of eight, and they were just rolling. And as soon as I started talking up the bullpen, they gave it up uh, a little bit. You know, it seemed like they would lose every close game. And sometimes you go through streaks like that. Sometimes you win them, sometimes you lose them. And uh, this seems to be a pretty streaky team in the beginning of the year from what it looks like. Oh, yeah. And I mean, so they're, you know, six games out. Uh, But here's the good news. It can only get better, number one. And number two, Shohei Otani will be back mid-May, I think. I do believe mid-May. And you said you're watching some of his uh, his BP swings, and he's just mashing the ball, huh? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. He uh, he was taking some batting practice before the game, and he was hitting some balls to straightaway center that were halfway up the batter's eye and going to left center and going over the bullpen. It was amazing. The guy was just driving the ball. Man, he's got some serious power. So, um, you know, he looks good. He even quoted saying he feels like he has more power than he did last year. And, uh, 
you know, so that's a good sign for the Angels. Um, they really need him. It's gonna it's gonna cause some it's gonna cause some lineup issues though when he gets back. And you know, you're gonna have three guys on the roster that can either play only DH or first base. And and let's um, well, and that so just so everybody knows, we're talking Pujols, we're talking right. Justin Bohr. That's correct? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. And, and, and now, if you look at it, and again, it's too early to really start looking at stats. However, you know, Justin Bohr, he's hitting 200 right now, right? He's got mm-hmm. he's got a home run and six RBIs, 18 total bases. Again, it's only 18 games. It's 68 bats. However, I'm going to go out on a huge limb here and say Shohei Otani, I'm sure, you know, is going to uh, usurp those stats. Oh, oh, oh my Am God. I, yeah, correct? it's not even a question. Yeah, it's not even a question. There's, I mean, if it's – he's going to be the everyday player. It's just going to be between Bohr and Pujols. Do they split? Do they go lefty-righty matchup? Um, they're, they're very similar – their stats. I mean, Pujols got better stats overall. Although, you know, Pujols is at 221, Boar's at 200. But the difference is Pujols has 11 walks and 11 strikeouts. Boar has nine walks, 18 strikeouts, which equates to a 3.14 on base percentage. Um, Pujols is at 3.37, and uh, his slugging's at 3.97. So he's hitting with more power. He's got three home runs compared to one. Um, and Pujols is making a lot of money, so it's uh, yeah. I wonder right. I wonder it right. And Bohr is signed to a one-year deal, so yeah. You know, if Otani's healthy, um, yeah. Justin, like which way do you go? Do you do you say, look, you know, the Bohr experience? You know, I know it's early. It, it's it's really early, but you know, just to be honest, I've seen some of his abs, and um, you know, at this point, for a guy that big that can't run, that's his fielding isn't isn't the greatest. I mean, he, he, I don't know if you saw the bat he popped up to first base and uh, or to second base and he walked back to the dugout and they turned a yeah. double play on him by letting it drop. Um, you know, if you're a yeah, guy, I saw that. I was, yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't. I've never seen that on a baseball field in my life. And so, if you're a guy that's batting 200, you just you can't do it. You you can't do that. And, well, you know, it's funny. I've I've seen it. I've seen it in my men's league right. and we're talking a men's adult baseball league where a guy, same type of thing, hits a pop-up, has an attitude, doesn't run. They drop it, double play. Well, the difference is in a men's league, everybody's like, you idiot. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's yeah. tough. It's, I mean, you're going to look like, look, you're going to have three guys. I mean, it's, it, it starts to get tough. It starts to get, you know, when you got to start making moves and, and bringing guys in, you're really limited on what you can do. It kind of, it kind of makes Fletcher uh, really valuable that he can play anywhere. Basically. I mean, that guy's even playing left field. And so, you know, th- that dude's awesome. He plays everywhere. He battles his butt off. He's always there. Um, what a good player. I'm very, very impressed with him, but I mean, you need, I mean, you might need another guy that, you know, like him. I mean, it's just it's it's just difficult. And so you got Kozar a little banged up. I mean, he's struggling. I mean, the guy's the guy has yeah. one extra base hit, I think. Let's see, one double. 
Yeah, he's got a double. Uh, I'm looking at 111, and his on his slugging is 127. His on base is 159. It's two walks, 13 strikeouts, you know, and so. Yeah, Borges as well. I mean, he's he played a little second actually uh, last night, but I mean that's he hasn't played it in a long time. But you know, he's a guy too. He's got one. He's got one double, one walk. He's batting a hundred, and he's batting in his. He has a one nineteen on base percentage, and so yeah, that's, that's not that is that's no. That's, yeah, that's tough. But he's a great guy. Peter Borges. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. From him. He's heard. so cool. But, you know, you, you look at a guy like that, and you look at some of these guys, after 20 games, they're mm-hmm. underachieving, okay? Uh, what do you do as a club? I can see with a guy like Justin Bohr, you know, he's on a one-year contract. If, you know, Albert doesn't get hurt, He's going to play if Otani's okay and can play. Is Otani going to be able to play the field or just DH? No, he's you know? just, I believe he's just, just DHing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't throw because the elbow, right? So, I mean, I could see Justin Bohr sticking around, but I got to be honest. Borges, uh, as a fourth outfielder, you're hitting 100. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. It's it's going to be tough. I mean, it, there's it, there's no need to to panic at this point or or start making some moves. But if we get later on in the season, um, then it's time to say, okay, what are we doing? Because if you don't win 90 games, you better lose 60. You know, you better win 60. You know, it's it's right. and you're getting in a higher draft position and you're getting to the point where, you know, you go into the rebuild mode. You know, I mean, you're not tanking like the NBA, but but you're basically right. saying uh, we're going to get our young guys some work in now. And mm-hmm. um, and and you inevitably lose because of that. Maybe you trade some guys away. Uh, and then you get experience. If you look at what the uh, Red Sox did, I mean, they lost a bunch of games. If you look at what Houston did, they lost a oh. ton of games. I mean, and by losing those games, what did Houston mm-hmm. do? They got the first pick of the draft. They got their shortstop. And, and then they get in the second pick of the draft, I think the following year, they get Bregman. And so yeah. then yeah. once they start you know, once they start competing and building and, and coming up to the minor leagues, then they start picking up and spending money and uh, kicking it into gear. So it's one of those things, man, you better be winning 90. And if you're not, then you better be losing a lot. And so right. look at that. Look, yeah. Look building. at the, yeah. Look at, look at a, uh, another team in the American league, Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. Dude, they lost hundred. I think 104 games last year, but they are so loaded with young talent now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made a couple, they got rid of sale. They picked up a bunch of studs from the Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've got this great, great young lineup and, you know, everyone's saying, Oh, they're not going to be ready to, you know, the talk is, you know, 2020, this team, that team is going to be strong for years, obviously if, if no one gets hurt. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to lose to move forward. I mean, mm-hmm. and we're not to... saying tank right now, but it's. No. I, I think I think what Billy Epler did by signing all these one-year deals is he gave himself the option to do it. 
<laughs> you know no, what I mean? I mean exactly. He's not, I mean, he, yeah. He's not, he's yeah. not anchored with three-year deals all over the place where he's like, oh shoot, if I can't trade him, I'm you know my payroll's all tied up. But you know, it's it's tough to do when you're you know in a big market. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what what yeah, shakes I'm out. I'm gonna ask you something about the big. Since you brought up the big market, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious, and I'm sure people out there are, are curious about this as well. So. Dodgers Angels, you know, we've got the freeway series and in the, in the, you know, in the end of spring training and all that stuff. But having been an Angels guy, do you and a Dodger guy and a Dodger guy, right? You're on both. So mm-hmm. is it really a big deal to the to either one of those teams when the other team is doing better? For example, Dodgers are kicking butt right now. Angels. Eh, no, not so much. Do you, first of all, clearly as a professional athlete, athlete, you're not going to give a shit like a regular fan. But do you hear the noise as a player? Do you, and is there any level, in, you know, any level of city pride that goes on at the professional level at all? Those are two no, questions. Does that make sense? No, no, I don't, I don't, see, I didn't see that. I didn't recognize that, but, but I was just too busy trying to do my job and stay up in the big leagues. Right. So, I mean, what you would see, you'd always know what they did. They'd always be in the newspaper back when we used to read newspapers, but uh, yeah. they'd always be in the newspaper and, and you'd see them, you know, you, you, you'd hear about them all the time. Um, but it's not, it, they're they're not in the division. They're not even, you know, they're in the NL, composed the AL. And so you're worried about, first and foremost, you and then the team. And then from there, right. the other teams in your division, what they did. And so it doesn't really cross your mind at all. I mean, it, it never did for me, but, you know, I couldn't now, answer that, makes that question. That total sense. Big boys. Yeah, that makes total sense because it's sort of like, you know, what's the old saying? Just, you know, take care of your side of the street. You know, mm-hmm. and you're so, like you said, it's your job, so you're so focused. So I, I, I'm just curious. Speaking of, you know, hearing the noise from the media and stuff like that, can you recall when you played any funny stories about a guy just freaking out on a reporter? I mean, funny, not in a bad way, but you know how you always hear sometimes oh, these yeah. guys snap. Do, do any, any of those come to mind? Oh, yeah. We, we had a reporter... Uh, I, I forget who it was, but um, he was constantly ripping Sosha and constantly ripping um, guys on our team. And I was sa- I was sta- sitting in my locker next to a well well known guy, big big name guy, and he walks up to him and he wants to ask him questions. The reporter does, and the guy's like, "Man, I read what you wrote. I read what you wrote about me." And uh, and he basically's like, "You want to come up and ask me questions now?" He's like, "No, I'm not even talking to you." You know, and <laughs> he, he he got on him pretty good. I mean, and um, it, it's not often that you see that, but right. you know, I happen to be sitting right there. And this guy, I mean, this guy was an agitator though. He did it. He did it on purpose. He he was one of them shock you know, reporters that would write stuff oh, that was just yeah, absurd just and crazy. And, and he would go, go so far, but, but to his credit, he was in the clubhouse. He wasn't writing it and not showing up. I mean, he was in the clubhouse every day and he would sit, he would sit in the middle of the clubhouse as long as he could until he got kicked out. And he would just, he would just sit there and, and, you know, really? to his credit, he showed up. 
That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's so funny. It's, you know, in this day and age with all the hot takes, you know, mm-hmm. guys are always just, we should make up like a huge rumor. If it's like a hot take, we can get it going. Something like, <laughs> you know, you have inside information that Albert Pujols is retiring. To <laughs> start that rumor, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I can't see your face right now. Your probably face is probably white like, Matt, no, not funny. It's not, not funny at all. No, hey, we're not pushing you, the panic button. Yet. We're good. We're no. good. <laughs> we'll get listeners um, at some point. Right, exactly. Uh, Dad, Daddy, listening? <laughs> My dad's asleep. He's not even listening. Um, what was I going to say? So let's talk a little bit more about the Angels. Um, I, I watched the game last night at the extra inning loss to the Yankees, and I have to tell you, talk about frustrating. Practically the entire Yankee starting lineup is on the disabled list. Their entire starting outfield, their third baseman, uh, their shortstop, their second baseman, their starting catcher, you know. So I'm watching the game, and I'm just like, oh. But I'll tell you this. Harvey had a nice game last night. The dark night is back, even if it's just for one game. I mean, he looked – he looked like Matt Harvey of old. Yeah, that's his second good game of the season. I mean, the guy's got good stuff. He he really does. It's just, man, it's just getting the confidence. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, you get a little confidence with this and you start to roll a little bit and you figure it out and something clicks. And, you know, it's it's baseball's a funny game. It, it's a grind. Not too many guys go through the season where they're on fire the whole season. There's yeah. ebbs and flows. And hopefully at the end of the year, when you look up, you're – you know, you're in the playoffs and you're and you've helped the team, but you know, there's no there's no guarantee on that. And he's he's come a long way from where he was at. Let's just hope he he can find it and put it all together and you know do it for an extended period of time. Yeah, and by the way, um, I finally figured out who Tommy Lastella reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me of you. Really? I think so. In a way, doesn't he wear number nine? Is Lestella number nine? I don't know. I should know this before I even say something like this. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, look at his. He's had a great week. Look at oh, Lestella. Yeah. He gets six bombs. He's hitting 237. He's got as many as Mike Trout. Yeah, and I have a bone to pick with ESPN because on the ESPN website, you know, it's just leaders in all categories. You don't see Tommy Lestella up there with six home runs. You see Mike Trout. I'm telling you. <laughs> Give they, the know, guy- they know who puts the butts in the seat, you know? Exactly. Now, give him <laughs> one week. Just give him a couple days up there, because Tommy Lestella will never be leading the, the team in home runs. He is this week. Yeah, it's, it's Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's impressive. He's He he got on a little hot streak, right? He's, he had a two-homer game. He's, I mean, yeah. the, the guys played really well. I mean, he had a little bit of a, a rough start. He cut that one ball off in the, when he played the A's. It, 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 we should have had three outs, and, and Harvey wouldn't have gave up two runs. But oh, yeah. Yeah, he had, a, he had a tough start, but, you know, it, it's good. It's good that he's finally getting a chance. You know, he's getting he's getting consistent A-Bs, and, you know, maybe that's all that guy needed. You know, you just never know what you have until you give a guy consistent at-bats and let him string them together and – and it's tough when you're coming off the bench and he's done a really good job in his career of doing that because, you know, let's face it, a lot of times if you're coming off the bench, you're playing on the Sunday day game when you've got Scherzer on the mound and we need to find a right-hander, right-handed 
stud. Let's give him a day off and let's send, you know, let's send this guy in to, uh, to hit. And so a lot of times you're either pinch hitting, which is coming in cold and you, mm. you know, and you haven't seen a ton of pitches and you got one shot at it and, or you're facing a top of the line guy that, you know, you're resting your big boys and you're giving them a day off to refresh and you're the guy that has to face them. So, you know, he's excelled in those in those roles. And, you know, now he's getting to face everybody, you know, not just the best yeah. guys. And and I'm not saying that that's the way his career, but I, I would guess that was what how he was used, because that's usually how guys are used in, in that role. So, um, you know, he's he's been a, a, a real pleasant surprise. No, he has. And uh, he's got two SRBIs and Mike Trout. You know, I'm saying he's my, you know what he is? He's my angel of the week. My AOW. Angel nice. Of the week. That's a good pick. Do you have an angel, you have an angel of the week? Who's well, your since, angel? I, since I can't pick him, I'm going to go with Goodwin. You know, yes. he's, uh, last seven games, he's hit 389. He's had a 522 on base percentage. That guy's getting on base in the last seven games over 50% of the time. That's huge. That's huge. That so that means, huge. I mean, think about it. Think about it. He's because outs are so valuable, right? Outs are so yeah. valuable that, you know, say he got up, I don't know, even know how many at bats he say it was a 24 ABs. He made, he made 11 outs or whatever that is. Right. If you count up outs. And so, I mean, that's amazing. So he's been a huge pickup. He had a big hit to tie the game last night in the 12th. Yeah, I was watching that. Yeah, and he he, he looked he looked hitterish. You know, when yeah. people use that term, he just looked so comfortable up there. You kind of, I'm watching the game going, he's coming through again. Yeah, you know, he's there was a no doubt. He had a 97 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> you know, and uh, he was on time, and so it was it, it was a, it was the guy's been playing really well. He's been a really good pickup, and you know they got him on waivers, I believe, right? So somebody gave up on him. He's been a godsend for these guys. Now I I want to ask you this. So I'm watching the game last night. You know, on the 14th, uh, Lecroy can't make the throw to first base on the third strike. Right, mm-hmm. then he, bot- he botches the ball in the, in the dirt and allows uh, Torres to get second, which ends up being the winning run. Okay, so yeah. as a player, okay, I mean, it was pretty, it was a pretty bad, you know, two, two at bats, two at batters there for him. But I mean, as a player, I mean, I'm not saying single handedly he lost that game because he didn't, yeah. but he, he played a huge role in that. As a professional, Adam, how do you guys, how are you able to, you know, games over, you guys lose. How are you able to put that away, you know, and not carry it over like, oh, I suck. You know, I can't believe I did that. Obviously, pros aren't going to say that. But, I mean, how do you deal with it as a pro? So, let's let's recap. So, he had had a tough – Calhoun threw that ball on a sack – fly Calhoun made a great throw it was a little bit of an in-between hop but if he catches it he's got that runner at the plate okay oh that's right dude yeah the guy was that's a very very difficult play I know on television it doesn't look difficult but that's an in-between hop that's difficult that's difficult to to make that play so you just gotta hope that you can move your feet give yourself a decent hop so I mean that was that was difficult do guys make that play yeah 
Do you guys miss it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's more of like a 50-50 type of play, and I know it looked easy, but that's it's not. Now, that throw to first base, that was hard to watch, and didn't seem like he set his feet to make a good throw, and he kind of rushed it, and, I mean, he wasn't even close. He wasn't even near it. And it wasn't even close. Now, no. could that have been an effect of he's caught 14 innings? But still, I mean, no. it looked as if no. – it no. it's if definitely not that left hand looked like he picked it up with it took his glove off and threw with his non-dominant hand that's how bad this was. yeah and, and and that's the thing like we've all done that before and looked terrible doing it and so if you've played the game long Wait, enough wait, man. whoa 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 i have never done that <laughs> right let me finish so if you played <laughs> the game long enough which you haven't uh then <laughs> you're gonna make you're gonna make a mistake like that and uh and it's you know oh, i yeah. just hope it's not oh, in that crucial situation where you know it's replayed on espn over and over and over again till oh, five in the morning so but to his defense he made a nice block uh and the guy got to second base that wasn't on him you know you try to keep that one directly in front of you but all you can do is get in front and that thing kind of ricocheted all the way out there that's a tough play good base running you know that's not in his hands but to answer your question a lot of guys handle it differently i've walked into clubhouses after a game where a closer's given it up and seen a shopping cart flying through the air an actual shot like they would use a shopping cart in Wrigley to put your clothes in and I Mm -hmm. as I walk in it was flying through the air (laughs) thrown around people were like in their lockers not saying a word and it was I mean it was crazy um and so then I've seen other guys that they've got a different temperament and you know they feel bad about it but they go on and pick it up the next day but and i've heard i've even heard stories of sean casey um not getting a runner over when when he should have and and go to every guy on the bench and apologize to him during the game i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i go right down the bench and so you know different guys handle it differently but if you play the game long enough you've made those mistakes and you've done probably worse than that and so you look at it and you see it happen you're like hey man been there, done that, and we played 14 innings. We've had so many chances to win this game, and we didn't. So one right. play does not lose a game. That's a good no. That's a good point, and you're right. If you play any kind of sport, you're going to make a mistake. But people make mistakes at work all the time. The only difference is they're sitting in a cubicle and there's no camera on them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a. It's not in front of you know 30,000 people plus you know millions on television. It's you know. It's Jimmy who works in accounting. You know? Oh, I missed the decibel point. Oh my God! You know, I mean, a little different, but uh, yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Yeah, no doubt. So yeah, that was a, that was a tough game. And then you see you see Kozar get hurt sliding back in. Was it his head or was it his shoulder? What, what ended up happening with him? His uh, his head hit the hit the fielder's leg and kind of pushed it back into the side so you know those are scary injuries with the neck um but it you know i saw i think i saw reports today that he's he's going to be all right he's going to stay off the il so it's just unfortunate you know you're diving back and that's the hard thing about the head first slide right i mean you see all these guys head first 
sliding and your your fingers are exposed your face your head your you know there's a lot of stuff that that happens and but at that point he had to go head first i don't like the steel going head first but that one he had to go head first and and it's it's difficult i mean I haven't seen guys go head first into the plate, which is, you know, crazy. But nowadays they can't block it and drop the shins on you and, and you know, that right. was a cardinal that was a cardinal sin. If you went head first, you would get buried. But, you know, it's a kinder, gentler game nowadays than what it was. I talked to uh well, I was watching uh, actually watching a game the other day other night and they were doing a thing on these guys sliding head first in a second and how you know, nowadays these dudes either you know, they'll just put their foot in front of the bag because they know they're not going to get spiked. And it, and it forces these guys to do the swim move to try to like, touch the base. Yeah. And it's sort of like, man, did you ever get spiked when you played? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I've been, been spiked a lot. Um, I remember there was a the – worst, the worst I've ever been taking out was – um, I was with the Padres for a little stint, and we were playing Toronto Blue Jays, I believe, and – I went to, it was a slow hit ground ball. I went to turn the double play and Lee Stevens was on first base. Lee Stevens was a huge man. And um, I, he wasn't very fast either. But when I got that ball, I came across the bag. I planted my left foot to throw and he hit me. He spiked me right below the knee and, and hyperextended my leg. It flipped in the air. And I sat, I, I mean, it was the only time in my sports career that I ever laid on the field. Well, second, it was the first time to that point. There was another time, but I laid on the field and I could not physically get up. It was like my leg wouldn't work. And, oh, and wow. so we were, we were really short on guys. And so they gave me a good couple minutes and I started walking around and I limped through the rest of the game. Then after the game, I said, I want to see the video. And then the trainer said, no, you can't see the video. They wouldn't <laughs> let me. <laughs> he wouldn't, I, to this day, I've never seen the video. Uh, so I woke up the next day and I took a cab. Like I couldn't walk. I took a cab in. I got, I got, you know, I got uh, therapy all day in the re- next, next couple of days. And it, it hurt me for a long, long time after that. Getting spiked is not fun, but they used to do it all the time. It was, it, oh, you know, back it was in the tough. day, dude. Just, I mean, think about it. Up until two years ago, you know, you weren't safe, you know, turning a double play. These guys are going to come in any way they want. And then what's his name? What's his name from the Dodgers just, re- just retired last year? Second base in the UCLA. Chase Utley. Chase Utley, the Chase Utley rule, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, when you played, it was oh, just barreling guys over. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many guys used to get taken out? And that's why you saw these dudes who could remember, like Ozzy Smith, could just kind of like pirouette and like yeah. graceful jump and throw. Nowadays, these dudes just anchor themselves on that bag, knowing they're not going to get taken out. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's so much it's so much easier nowadays. You know, I remember we used to have when I was with the Dodgers, we had this old Cuban infield coordinator, Chico Fernandez, and he would come into town and he'd make me turn double plays, and he would take the 
garbage can out of the uh, you know the big plastic garbage can out of the dugout and he'd bring it out he'd empty it and and they would throw it at me as I was as I was turning double plays and I'd have to jump over the the garbage can you know that's how you that's how he would teach us to get out of the way and he would just we would get the ball and they would throw the garbage can at us we'd we'd have to turn to and jump over the garbage can you know and oh, so that's awesome Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You had to be really, really careful on where you went and and how you turned the double play because, you know, guys would guys would get drilled and and I and I used to do this too. If I ever got drilled and I knew it was on purpose and and it was like okay, you know, fine. And I'd get on first base and I would pray that there would be a ground ball hit because I was I was gonna take my anger out on whoever was turning the double play. Yeah. And then tell the tell the tell the pitcher, look, bro, this is this is because of you. I did this because of you, you know, and you know, keep throwing at me. And so, you know, that's just the way the game was played. It wasn't all, uh, you know, fun and games, really. Oh, uh, you know, I bet. Speaking of fun and games, you know, we we I, we talked a couple podcasts ago about let the kids play. You know, the bat flips. Yeah. And all that stuff. Um, I just did you see? Uh, Anderson, his 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 big bass flip the other night in the big uh, flight that it caused. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I mean, I just and then the firestorm of conversation, and it was so interesting to listen to the old school guys, you know, who were like, you know, he threw it across the thing, it wasn't a walk off, it was a third or fourth inning home run, he deserved that, blah blah blah, right? Which mm-hmm. I kind of agree with. However. Then you get these other guys saying, no, let the kids play. I mean, Mike Trout's in a commercial. Let the kids play. Mm-hmm. Do you believe, you know, looking at that specific incident from last week, do you believe in a case like that where he, you know, fourth inning, I believe, I mean, that was a pretty mammoth bat throw, you know, kind of fires it across the catcher towards his dugout. I think that was a little bit out of line. Seeing that it wasn't a game winner and that it was only what fourth inning. What do you so? I, I think I think I've changed my view on this, and I think it's all personal, right? But you're you're an entertainer, you know, and these yeah. guys, you're not out there fighting a war. This isn't life or death. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a game. There's a lot of money involved now. These guys are making so much money. Uh, I, I like that he hit him in the thigh. I mean, he didn't go up high in his head. Right, and that's an old school, old school punishment, right? Yeah, and so it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I know I talked a, a while back in Japan, you know, you could do anything you wanted, and it was pretty cool, right? And as long as you're able, as long as it's okay for the pitcher to, you know, do a little moonwalk on you when he strikes you out or whatever, right? I mean, that's, yeah. if you're going to throw the bat and flip it, then let let the pitcher do whatever they want. But, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. What are you going to do? You're going to tell a guy that says, you know what? I'm, I don't want to get showed up. I don't want this to happen. It pisses me off. And so I'm going to hit somebody. I mean, that's his personal preference. It's not. Now, it's a different story when you hit Mike Trout on purpose and then the pitcher needs to go out there and hit their best player. You know, that that right. has to be done. That's a different story. We're talking about a bat flip. I mean, yeah. put the pride away. I think I think have fun out there. You know, there's too much money. Let these fans see what they want to see. And I think it'll happen, but 
you know, when they make these spines stiffer and bigger and, and they keep it going like this, I think they'll they'll phase it out and they, they kind of need to phase it out because I think the fans really want to see that. No, I agree. And I, I actually, you know, I like it. I love passion, you know, and I love when guys get psyched. Um, I just think it's so funny, the old school and all those unwritten rules and, you know. Yeah, they take it a little too seriously. I mean, yeah. the further I get away from the game and playing it, the more I'm like, it's just a game. You know, like, yeah. I wish I wish I could go back and be like, it's just a game. Let, like, let's play the game. Let's have some fun. You know, it's like sometimes it can get to be such a job and such a, you know, mm-hmm. such a big thing that you start to, you know, not play the game anymore. You start to worry about the game and you start to guard against failing in the game. And you know what I mean? It's like you live once, you know, do it, you know, just 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 let it go, you know, have have some fun. And I think I think that's yeah. part of it. As long as it's not as long as I mean, look, the guy flipped his bat. He didn't. He didn't look at the pitcher and yeah, then he didn't pull the bat at the pitcher. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It was like he didn't do that. He turned around, looked at his dugout, threw the bat to his dugout, and then started running. I mean, he wasn't, you know, Yasiel Puig in the uh, in the All Star game or the uh, World Series. Not to yeah. not to not to bring that up again. But you know, again, I, I think I think he let these guys play and and have fun. And I think the crowd uh, will definitely um, respond to that and enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. And you know, the thing about Tim Anderson, and again, let me name drop. I'm like one of those guys. I'm going to drop a name. Sure. Um, I got I my steel him. tub. Go yeah, I, I interviewed him this uh, this spring, spring training. Man, what a, this guy was so cool. Here he is, the starting, you know, he's the starting guy. We just went in and just, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. He came out. Um, just a super cool guy, really humble and not as big as I thought he'd be. He is just a wispy, one of those dudes that's like wiry. But man, can he hit? He can yeah. hit. Great guy, though. I was psyched for him. I, you know, it's so funny. I, I don't know if you're like that, but anytime I meet somebody on any any, any level, anywhere, um, and they're nice and they're cool, and, you know what I mean? They come across as a good person. I always root for them, be it as a mo- it's an actor, as an athlete. I guess you can't really root for business people. But you know what I mean? It's like there's something to be said about people that are just, just cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Cause that's, I mean, that's, you can only take your opinion is only what, how they treat you. Right. So, Hey, right. and especially in your position, right. You're asking something of him. Hey, can I do an interview with you? And he, and he does it. I think that's really cool, you know? And so I agree with you. I'm always, I'm always rooting for guys that I know and guys that I know are good guys through my friends. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel the same way with you. It's only, it's only human. No, I agree. And by the way, I'm just, uh, did a quick, uh, check on the score. Mm-hmm. Angels down two nothing in the fourth. Tommy LaStella. And David Fletcher, one for one. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. <laughs> no. Chris Stratton mm-hmm. uh, only giving up two earned runs. Let's hope he keeps that up. Let's go, Angels. I wanted to ask you this, and it's totally out of left field, but I was watching a game. I was watching a game last night, and somebody gets to first base, and Justin Boer's chatting him up. What kind of stuff, when you played, you get to first, and the guy was talking, what kind of stuff do you guys talk about out there? 
Are you talking you know about what? a restaurant to go to or the hot chick, you know, behind the on-deck circle in the uh, white tank top? I mean, what is it? See, the baseball world's really small, and so there's not a ton of players. So you, you always have something in common with them. You've played against them at some point. Maybe you're actually friends with them. There's a bunch of different reasons. A lot of times, like, hey, man, you know, you're having a good season. Keep it up or something like that. Or, hey, I talked to you talked to Joe lately. I haven't seen him in a while. What's he up to? It's, you know, it's just little stuff. It's not, uh, you know, you're not brokering a uh, piece in, in on the Gaza Strip or anything. So right. it's, but it's, uh, I'll give you a funny one, though. So in Japan, there's a player, forget his name, but we, we called him Shinjo. He came over with the Mets. He finished up with the um, San Francisco Giants. And he was like a fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder, and nobody knew who he was in the States. But in yeah. Japan, this guy is the most popular player in the league. The guy bats 250, 15 home runs. I mean, it's not because of its stats. It's because he'll dress up as... Darth Vader and throw out the first pitch and take his helmet off and they'll be like Shinjo, you know he yeah. <laughs> he's he's grappled down from the roof of a stadium, you know as he as he got, got announced out to his position. I mean the guy, no. <laughs> oh yeah, the guy is amazing. He's such a character that when he walks the street, it's like Michael Jackson. I mean people like start shaking, crying, falling over, and the guy is just amazing. And so. You know, I'm playing first base one day and he comes over and he just returned from the States in the MLB and he gets to first base and man, does he smells like a, uh, you know, like, like he's took a bath in, in uh, cologne. I mean, it's just, it's like perfect. He's like, everything, his hair is like majestic underneath his helmet. It's coming out the sides and you know, it's, it's like blonde. He's, he has like blonde hair. And I said, how you doing? He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then, and then I said, how was New York? And, he, and I said, you like New York? You like playing in New York? And he looks at me and he's like, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, started, I was like, that was the last thing I would ever hear from him. You know, I was like, I was expecting to be like, oh, it was great. You know, love the city, this and that. But it kind of sunk in where it was like, okay, New York's a huge city. They probably had no clue who he was. In Japan, he's this mega star that walks they can barely i bet he doesn't he can't even walk around the streets without people mobbing him right vip access to everything right. but in new york he's he's just another guy so uh that was a that was one of the, the the funnier conversations i've had at first base other than you know some guys will pull your jersey out the back some guys will kick dirt on your shoe and you know just kind of kind of mess around with you you know tap you on the shoulder if you're playing in front of them and you know they they do some they do some crazy stuff Oh, that's awesome. Boring. Yeah, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he knew that word in English, too. It was, it was oh, pretty good. Oh, that is so great. But, see, but there's a guy, going back to what you said earlier tonight, he was, he was having fun, you know? And, okay. and, you know, dude, and that's the thing. is like, I, I mean, I love baseball. Like an idiot, like I, we talked about last week. Oh, wait, it didn't make it out. But um, I love the game. Like an idiot, I'm still playing, right? By the way, team is six and zero, buddy. Six oh, and zero, nice. first place. Wow. Eighteen and up division too, my friend. And I don't yeah, want to say this because you guys like drop down like, basically rookie division? ball or what? Eh, perhaps we may be in. We're in double A. Okay. Double A. So it's a hierarchy. Yeah. It's got to be a hierarchy. Oh, no, these guys are thrown in the eighties, my friend. With a softball. And, uh, we, 
Oh, watch your mouth, mister. <laughs> I'm sorry. Watch your mouth. Back on track. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because, you know, I love softball. But, you know, I do still play baseball. But I'm going to tell you what. I love the game so much. I'm still playing, even though it takes me until Wednesday to walk without a limp. <laughs> I don't get it. But that's how magical the game is. So I, I just can't imagine how... Um, you know, blessed you were to, to be able to play in the pros and uh, have all those great stories and stuff. Yeah, no but, doubt, hey. no doubt. I mean, it, and it's something like, it's it's like everything else, though. It's, you can take it for granted and, it you know, anything is going to become a job. Even if you love it, it becomes a job after a while. And um, you, I don't think you fully grasp and fully understand you know how really blessed you are at that time i mean i i think i think there are guys that that definitely you know have that appreciation for the game i mean i know when i watch trout play he looks like he enjoys every minute of it and uh, yeah. which is really cool to see so but yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head there's it's definitely a, definitely a blessing because you know a lot of things got to go right if your average height and average skills and, and you know do nothing superstar level it's hard to even get a chance to to even get your foot in the door you know let alone play for you know a couple of years so it's a lot of people's opinion on what you will be not what you are at that time and i'm sure there's thousands of ball players that fell through the crack that never got a chance that probably could have played for a long time and um yeah being there right place at the right time and getting the right guy to see you and uh, you just never know well adam that was another good podcast i once again you filled me with a lot of great knowledge uh yeah i enjoyed it It it's good yeah yeah, it was great, man. I always enjoy spending time with you and you know talking about the Angels. Hopefully, they can turn it around and get off one of their streaks again. Yes, yeah, so let's hope instead of two and eight, they'll be eight and two. Um, and hey, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com. And at Believe Podcasts, and that's B-L-E-A-V dot com, and at B-L-E-A-V Podcasts. Uh, If you like us, please rate the show on iTunes, and in the description, write a question, and we will answer it on our next show, and keep those questions clean. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.